0: You don't have to be a rocket scientist to help realize a mission to Mars. Become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Invesco Distributors, Inc. You don't need to be a bioengineer to help change the shape of humanity. Become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Welcome to Trillions. I'm Joel Weber. And I'm Eric Balchunas. I'm really excited about today's episode, Eric. Uh, And you were the one that actually flagged it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. So uh, we're going to talk about K-pop today.
2: Yeah, um, I'm a sucker for themes. I I find them interesting. um, And we've done like three or four in a row that were pretty, pretty meaty. Um, you know, uh, inflation—just really topical stuff—that was very practical. And so, I had—I've had been eyeing this ETF with the ticker KPOP since it was filed and then it launched. And when I read the article that Isabel Lee wrote about it, and found out that it was a twenty-something young man who had the idea, launched the ETF, and was like some K-pop expert. Um, i, I, I like—I like these ETF stories. This is the sort of independent spirit of ETFs you know, it's a tough market, but people, um, you know, keep trying with ideas. And usually if you see a filing, a lot of times you pull the thread on it. And there's like a somebody who can really make a strong fundamental case, even if the initial reaction is, oh, really? Do we, is this really an investment, a vehicle? Um, and I find that to, to be true over and over. So I really just wanted to dig into the story. I also wanted to find out, The numbers behind K-pop, I mean, I don't know what it is. I feel old when I went to one of the videos. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, You know, I'm driving around listening to R.E.M. and Nirvana still like um, I want to get I don't want to be the old guy who doesn't know about this, you know, huge area, apparently. And and so I wanted to explore
1: K-pop secretly as well. We're going to have Isabella Lee, who wrote that story for Bloomberg News. She's a cross asset reporter as well as Jangwan Lee, who's the brain behind the ETF K-pop. This time on Trillions, K-pop. Jangwon, Isabel, welcome to Trillions.
3: Hi, thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us. Okay, Isabel, I want to start with you. How did K-pop come to your attention?
3: Honestly, on Twitter, I was just scrolling and I probably saw one of the Bloomberg guys. It could be Eric or Henry. I don't even remember anymore. And it was about a K-pop ETF. And it was fun. It was punchy. It was catchy. We we write a lot of things in Bloomberg for many reasons. And we thought that retail traders and just Twitterverse would like this because at that time, this was in April, if approved, this K-pop ETF would be the first in Europe or US that would be investing and firms benefiting from K-pop music. So we were like, this is exciting. And to Eric's point earlier, um, my generation, my friends are crazy about K-pop. And I actually was personally a bit excited writing it because I thought my friends would be so jealous. They'd be so happy to hear about this K-pop. And my friends who aren't even investing, I was kind of sure they would invest just because of this K-pop ETF. So that was fun. And then I wrote a follow-up story four months after um, when the fund launched and I got to speak with Jang Won also. So that was cool. And I'm sure he can tell you more about the ETF.
1: Okay, Jang Won, I want to hear where this idea came from because, you know, Eric's Eric has never pitched an REM ETF and I'm going to tell you that it probably would not go over well, but what did you see in, in K-pop that made you want to connect these dots?
4: My premise um, that K-pop fans may also want to invest in K-pop I don't think this is a new idea in the investment world because, for example, many Tesla owners are also investors in Tesla stock um, and people tend to want to invest in what they consume and believe in. The same could be said for Warren Buffett, who enjoys McDonald's and Coke on a daily basis, to my knowledge. Um, So Korean media entertainment industry has been growing um, very robustly. And we believe that this is still in its early innings given that we're witnessing an inflection point in K-pop and we see Squid Game, we see Parasite, uh, we see Blackpink, we see BTS. These K content, K entertainment, um, Korean entertainment are gradually attaining mainstream status um, globally from what was more a subculture in the past. So K-pop ETF um, is the first of its kind and it's the first vehicle that allows um, global investors to have exposure um, into K-pop as an industry, as and as an investment theme. While in the past, since all the companies, listed companies um, within the Korean entertainment and media sector are all listed in Korean exchange, and therefore uh, global investors had no way to gain exposure into.
2: Before we get into how the ETF tries to capture the K-pop factor, if you will, Um, just let's go over the numbers. Uh, I remember reading an Isabel's article. I'll throw it to you, Isabel, because you wrote it. I'm not sure if you got the numbers from Jang but the numbers were ridiculous. Like it was some of the comparisons blew me away. It reminded me of when I dug into the video game industry about seven, eight years ago. And it's like bigger than movies and music combined or something. And I was like, holy moly. And at the time, people were kind of laughing off the video game ETF. But I, sh- I wanted to do a taste test where I took the name out and just put the numbers of the industry of robotics, cannabis, and video games and asked someone to pick what was the best investment. And they're going to pick video games. But then you show them the name and they're like, oh, I don't want to invest in that. I felt the similar vibe when I read your article. What, what was? The- Give me some of the numbers that, that talk about how big K-pop is.
3: I think South Korean music really gained popularity in 2012 when this big YouTube hit called Gangnam Style entered mainstream consciousness. And ever since then, it just became even more popular. So for instance, in February, BTS was named, I think, the Global Recording Artist of the Year. And they even beat Taylor Swift and Adele. And a girl group called Blackpink also became the first musical artist to hit a certain milestone in YouTube. I think the 75 million subscriber mark. And it, they beat Justin Bieber. And on our side of the world, sounds surprising because these are really big names but then on the other side you know something bigger might even be happening
2: (laughs) i I will say this i just the fact that justin bieber has something like 75 million whatever is is still surprising for a gen xer like me but your point is well taken jangwan do you have anything with dollars and cents uh for the industry
4: so on spotify uh the most the music group isn't Beatles it isn't Nirvana it's not Bon Jovi it's actually BTS with over 16.3 billion streams and they also hold the Jesus. record for most
2: whoa 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 whoa! Stop. hold on a second 16.3 billion billion it's not million it's that's like holy mo that's three that's three times more or at least double the amount of people on earth Joel Joel have you have you ever streamed a BTS song
1: I have um I'm blown away <laughs> by how just viral the group is. Um, and if you haven't never seen them, I mean it's basically a boy band and they took boy bands to like a whole nother level. Whatever you thought of the Beatles or Backstreet Boys at a certain era, like it is insane how much more popular they are. But what's crazy to me though is, you know, what that BTS phenomenon, it's almost like it was the tip of the spear and you've seen so much more. I I guess the Gangnam style was the tip of the spear, but what we're seeing is this robust industry and, and Jingwan. So I want to bring that back to you because when you, when you put together um, the ETF, you, there was an index that you also had to create. How did you go about figuring out what to include in that index and what to exclude so that you could actually like have an investment thesis that could work in practice?
4: So, how to define whether a company um, is a K-pop or Korean entertainment company. Usually, um, uh, ETFs take um, a um, revenue-based approach where uh, if uh, if a certain theme generates over 50% of that company's revenue, then um, that company is automatically placed within the theme. Um, But but for K-pop and Korean entertainment, these revenues are difficult to meet out from a lot of noisy data. Um, And and for us, what we did was essentially pinpoint a company that's clearly a K-pop company, and it's indubitably a K-pop company, for instance, um, the management company, the record company behind BTS. Now that's indubitably a K-pop company. And what we would do is we would essentially uh, pull some of the major keywords um, of these undoubtedly K-pop companies and we compare to other companies within the industry. And if we uh, figure out a certain level of similarity and if, if, if the companies meet that standard, then we, uh, we, we, we call that company um, our target and our theme um, within, the, within the whole K-pop um, or Korean entertainment definition.
0: You don't have to be a rocket scientist to help realize a mission to Mars. Become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is brought to you by Invesco QQQ. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents. People who participate in progress by supporting cutting-edge ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100 all-in-one fund, so you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ.
2: And so I'm um, looking at the holdings here, JYP Entertainment, H-Y-B-E, Kakao, I, I, you know, I obviously, these are all pretty foreign to me, um, but that's probably good because there are companies that are involved in this niche space, um, and I, I wouldn't know it um, What's surprising well, so. to me
1: is that they're even publicly traded.
2: Yeah, I guess how much, if you were to say, okay, you've got, you know, 32 holdings, it's, it's 100% weighting, what percent of that weight is directly linked to like K-pop sales and how did you try to capture that
4: so 70 to 80 percent of our constituents are korean media entertainment companies um, like the bts company blackpink company and so forth um, the other 20 to 30 companies are um, tech infrastructure companies com- companies that are comparable to uh, the apple music the spotify of korea so they basically provide uh, the infrastructure for Ah, uh, music and content to prosper and and be distributed. So, um, essentially, our thirty constituents cover um, uh, music companies, um, to drama companies and movie companies that that have produced um, Emmy-winning series, Squid Game, and uh, and 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 masterpiece Parasite, um, which 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 also won uh, a number of top awards um, last year. So um, they really do cover the whole breadth of, of Korean content um, that's, that's going global.
2: It, it's interesting. I'm looking at the, the name of the fund. It's K-pop and Korean entertainment. So I guess my guess is maybe the SEC worked with you to expand the name a little so it was a little more accurate because some of the companies are Korean entertainment. But to your point, I, I have seen Squid Game and I have seen Parasite. They're both masterpieces, in my opinion. And I've actually dabbled into some other South Korean stuff just because it seems to be so good. You know, we I, we talked about Nirvana earlier. There was clearly something happening in Seattle when in the early '90s, right? There was it was an explosion of like entertainment value. It seems like Korea is in that like in that spot, like where they're just something's happening there. Like, why why is all this art, uh, both music and and movies and TV shows? Uh, how is it all being produced out of such a small place? Like, is it feeding off each other? Like, is there some kind of, um, I don't know, like a, a scene there? Like, I'm just trying to figure this out a little bit because you're right. Um, there's definitely a lot of things going on, quote, in the Korean entertainment area.
4: So this is more my personal view than um, than a studied uh, formal response. Um, but personally, I think... Um, Um, we can look at two uh, main factors why Korean entertainment is is seemingly suddenly booming. Um, Number one, Korean domestic market for music is actually not small. One would consider from a global standpoint, Korea to be a relatively small um, country that's um, not generally well known globally. But it is uh, even domestically without excluding all the exports, um, all the K-pop, um, sales, um, that are being made on Spotify, excluding all. that, just, just, uh, putting into perspective, the domestic sales, domestic market size, um, for music, Korea ranks number six in the world. It's behind, uh, the U S Japan, um, uh, UK, uh, France, and Germany, and then it's, it's Korea. It's, it's larger than China, um, to, to this date. It's larger than, uh, um, Brazil or other, um, countries. Um, so domestically, um, Korea does have a, a big enough of a, a local market that would be, uh, a good foundation for, for a lot of content and a lot of talents to prosper. So that's number one. Um, and simultaneously, um, I believe that, um, Korean market, while it's quite big, it's not big enough, um, let's say, um, compared to Japan, uh, which is number two in the world, to hold local companies satisfied um, with the the kind of market size they can see within the country. So basically, um, if you are a a Japanese music company, if you're a a US based um, record label, um, you would be happy with with taking a bigger market share in your respective markets, in your respective languages. But for the top uh, K-pop companies in Korea, um, while the market size isn't small, it's not big enough for for these companies to to be sufficiently growing consistently. So um, these companies have been continuously looking for overseas growth, um, global growth, rather than um, staying within the borders and and being being happy. Um, They they kept on knocking doors in Japan, in Southeast Asia, um, in in Latin America, in in the US um, and in Europe and so forth. And they've been doing this for the last 10, 15 years. And you you see the numbers that are popping up. Um, It it seems like sudden um, events um, out of nowhere, but it's an accumulated uh, effort of, of time and energy that has been uh, continuously spewing out of this small country in the last decade.
3: Th- that's a great point. And you know, Eric, when you said earlier that you've never heard of these companies, I haven't also in a way... Of, I just thought I've, they're familiar because of my friends. But then when I looked at the market cap, they're almost as big as Apple. Like high and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I think it's even bigger. Um, JYP is just a million. When I say bigger, it's three billion dollars and JYP is like a billion dollars. So these are huge and to me it just really reinforced that the world is so big and that sometimes um, because I report in the US market I just really look at the US market but then there's just a vast world out there with huge companies with huge potential probably.
4: Right, uh, Hype now is um, in, in, in its four or five billion dollar range to my knowledge warner music is at around 17 billion last year that difference um was much smaller when Hyde was um, up to 12 13 billion dollars so these are not small companies the market caps are comparable to some of the top uh, music companies globally um
2: so you launched at a tough time uh, this has been a brutal year the fund immediately went down um but south korea is down the country as a whole like You have this theme. I've seen other issuers deal with this. You have a theme. It's going to have a little more volatility than the sort of benchmark. So EWI would be the benchmark ticker there. That's the South Korea iShares ETF. Um, You know How do you market this thing in that environment? I'm sure it's difficult. How is that going? How are you getting the story out and overcoming sort of the rougher environment for really all ETFs, but especially themes?
4: I I don't think we are in the business of of timing, market peaks and um, trials, we're truly long-term believers in the prospect of Korean um, businesses with exposure to K-pop and uh, K-entertainment growth. And these are businesses with uh, proven and sustainable IPs and business models and are long-term beneficiaries of Korean music and content, um, which is capturing uh, a disproportionate share of the global growth. So, um, like you mentioned, it's, it's been a tough few weeks across all asset classes since K-pop ETF's inception on September 1st. Um, but we do believe that content consumption, especially digital content consumption, which a lot of K-pop or Korean entertainment is based on, is relatively resilient across uh, difficult and, and recessionary environments. Um, and 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 basically, their longer-term um, trends. So we ultimately believe that the underlying performance of the companies in our ETF will provide further momentum in attracting demand from uh, from a wider global investor universe. So, so we are um, doing all the interviews. Um, we are doing what we can um, within this market. But in the end, um, I, I strongly believe that this is not. A, a one one hit wonder. It's not a it's not a event, uh, but it's a trend that will stick. So the fundamental um, growth of K-pop as a as a as a phenomenon and as a trend will be the long-term momentum, hopefully, um, for for our ETF.
3: I've noticed that thematic ETFs to Eric's point earlier are really booming, but then they've become a lot narrower, I think, although more creative as time passes by. What do you make of that, Jangwon, and, like, who are you targeting? I don't know. To my head, it's very specific. It's, like, K-pop fans who believe in the firms. Is that it? Yeah, it that's more- a good
2: question. Are, are you going to, like, advisors who manage money and you're trying to sell K-pop? Were you going to, like, K-pop mega fans and explaining this is how you can invest in it?
4: Well, um, to be clear, we, 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 we don't just believe that this will appeal only to these K-pop mega fans. We also believe that there are clear investment merits and rationale for obtaining exposure to Korean uh, media and entertainment industry purely from an investment perspective, and and therefore K-pop ETF is designed not only for global fans but also institutional and retail investors around the world. So um, we do believe that we do believe that this is an independently investment worthy thesis Um, and these uh, k-pop stocks from from a a long-term standpoint have been moving in such a direction Um, companies like JYP um, uh, which have some of the top girl groups um, um, globally um, they've grown um, substantially um, more than 30x in the last um, five to ten years so these are companies that have shown continued growth um, in, in both their um, numbers and, and their uh, in terms of their share price. So it's an independently uh, uh, reasonable and, and attractive investment thesis. Um, however, um, initially, our target is uh, more towards the K-pop fans who we believe don't just want to consume the content, but want to own um, part of that growth. So for now, we're not uh, going to institutional investors and and pitching the idea. Um, we're m- much more focused on getting this idea out so that people know that we exist, that there is an exposure for them, th- the ability to gain an exposure um, into into K-pop as a as as a as a paradigm.
1: Okay, so I want to ask about what this paradigm could kind of look like because, I mean, we we talked about BTS for a second, ridiculous numbers like basically the most popular musical group in the planet, maybe the history of the planet. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, You got Parasite, which best picture. Squid Game, which became just a total viral Netflix sensation. Tell me what this actually looks like in five years. Are we only going to be watching (laughs) and consuming entertainment that comes from Korea? Like, how big can this get?
4: Well, another number. You would expect um, the the top um, uh, musician on YouTube with the most subscribers um, would be someone like Ed Sheeran or Justin Bieber, but it's actually uh, Blackpink. Now, Blackpink might not appeal to all uh, the generations and all the uh, uh, population. Um, It it definitely targets a specific age group and, and also Um, At the same time, it's it's not just targeting um, English-speaking population. It's it's a much more uh, globally dispersed fan base. Um, So even if Blackpink is not known widely um, within certain groups um, in the U.S., they're very much widely known um, in the same age group globally. So that adds up to the 82.2 million subscribers on YouTube, um, which is uh, the single uh, highest number um, out of all the YouTube musicians there are on earth. And twits, Twitter, uh, twits related to K-pop, they were 5.1 million back in 2010. Now it's 7.5 billion um, in, in 2021. So the growth isn't is unfathomable it's it's difficult to calculate from 5 5 million to 7.5 bil- billion it's 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 uh um it's it's growth that's comparable to um like what was mentioned video games um or or in some sense crypto and in in the future um squid game they're producing their second season it's in it's in development and we see new tv series that are produced um in korea and um, whose language is actually uh, Korean, and they 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 take um, uh, top ten most watched um, English TV series both in US and globally on Netflix nowadays daily. So so we believe that we're we're just at the uh, starting point um, where it's getting noticed. Like back in the days when video games were being noticed as as more than a subculture, right before it became a mainstream. Theme. I think Korean content is passing by that point of history where it's, it's going past um, a subculture um, into a genre of its own that appeals um, not just to English-using population, but, but Earth.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Invesco QQQ. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents people who participate in progress by supporting cutting-edge ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100 all-in-one fund, so you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ.
1: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. I want to ask for a sleeper recommendation. So we've talked about some real popular ones that have massive global followings. What's the one that's like the the secret handshake that that I should really know about? That's going to make me seem super super cool when I tell my kid.
4: Um, there's a up-and-coming new girl group that was produced by the same record label that produced uh, BTS. That girl group's name is uh, New Jeans, so jeans, they're new. New Jeans actually hit Billboard's top 200 um, in a week of its launch. So it's actually um, pretty well known, um, not just in Korea, but globally. But not as well known as BTS, which is more, um, you know, the the trademark K-pop name. So if you told someone um, in their twenties and their uh, teens that you've, you you listen to uh, New Jeans, now that's that's something that will get their attention. <laughs> and their and their song, their main song, is actually called Attention. So it's fitting.
2: Alright, I will file that away. Um, my kids into auto-tuned hip hop, but uh, maybe he'll know it.
3: How, how was the reception? Did you get a lot of um, haters, fans? What did people say?
4: K-pop ETF has been received pretty well, to my knowledge in, in, the, in the whole K-pop fandom sphere, and, and also locally. Um, I see uh, K-pop companies and they, they, they all know um, that, uh, they, that K-pop ETF got listed um, that we 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 were the ones that 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 accomplished it and, and so forth and and a lot of these k-pop companies are are actually quite thankful um for us in that we have provided them um, as, as as the k-pop companies uh, a way to indirectly interact with with global um, k-pop fans who, who now have a way to invest in them so I think it was pretty well received, both industry-wise and 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 and, and K-pop fandom-wise. However, it, it still uh, does feel quite early in our stage. Um, our AUM isn't um, booming since inception. Um, our numbers are definitely down. Um, a lot of ETFs are down, so we're we're we don't think we're we're unique in this. But um, had we listed at a better time, or or from a longer standpoint, um, we we hope to gain. Uh, more popularity, not just from an uh, industry point of view, but but as an investment vehicle um, for for global investors.
1: Jingwan, I I want to ask you one final question, which we ask a lot of folks on Trillions, which is, what is your favorite ETF ticker other than your own? And I have to tell you, K-pop is an epic ticker. I mean, you you nailed it. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, you know, I know that you would, you should take credit for that. But if you were gonna give anybody else some props, who who else would you? Who else would you say?
4: It's it's difficult to choose, and um, I would say um, nothing really beats uh, K-pop. <laughs> but um, I would say uh, Roundhill uh, Metaverse ETF ticker, um, which is I think to my knowledge um, METV. Um, yeah. I think mean, that's pretty uh, um, obviously. Uh, a metaverse ticker. So um, I think that worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think, I think that comes to mind.
1: All right, Jangwon, Isabel, thank you so much for joining us on Trillions.
4: Thanks, thanks a lot, Joel. Thanks a lot, uh, Eric, and, 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 and most of all, Isabel.
1: Thanks for listening to Trillions. Until next time, you can find us on the Bloomberg Terminal, Bloomberg.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you'd like to listen. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter. I'm at Joel Weber Show. He's at Eric Balchunas. This episode of Trillions was produced by Magnus Hendrickson. Bye.
5: You don't have to be a rocket scientist
0: to help realize a mission to Mars. Become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Invesco
3: Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis,